Welcome to episode 86 of Kapowcast, and you guys are still on your phones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, correct. Joining me today, I am Mike, by the way. <laughs> Joining me today is Tony Vance. <laughs> Hi. Jeff Jefferson. Hello. And Mikey. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> he just had no place else better to be. Nope. Uh, today, we are going to give our candid thoughts and reviews on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Spoiler free, so don't worry. No, it's not. <laughs> we had this talk before the show. <laughs> there are going to be spoilers galore. So oh, spoiler free. So turn it up for the whole family, kids. <laughs> so uh, if, if you haven't seen it, don't Don't listen. bother. We'll just spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna do a scene for scene reading. <laughs> I'm gonna be Nebula. Jeff's gonna be. I too will be Nebula. Nebula. <laughs> we're gonna read it at the exact same time. That'll give us the digital voice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you guys really thought this out. <laughs> Better than I ever thought anything out. Um, but first, let's talk news. First up on our news news chopping block, uh, Tony, you brought to my attention that there is. A rumor of some controversy, Tyrannosaurus fingers. <laughs> controversy. <laughs> We're doing the show at the count. <laughs> um, uh, uh, some controversy yeah. about uh, some marketing for Wonder Woman. I, I did not hear about this. Uh, this is all news to me. Yeah, well, that was crazy. It's It's been everywhere that um, there's a huge controversy in marketing with uh, the use of Wonder Woman for a protein bar called Think Thin. <laughs> Obviously, we know what group of people are getting mad about this. Fat Ooh. people. <laughs> <laughs> that was not. That was not. That was not planned. That wasn't planned. Everything you hear uh, on this show is completely free. <laughs> uh, it's like stream of. Con- it's like beatnik poetry. It's a stream of consciousness. <laughs> but no, anyways, Slam there's poems. a there's a there's a big uh, big big stink about it. Hoopla. Um a protein bar by the brand name of Think Thin is using Wonder Woman and their new uh, in-store marketing on their Wonder Woman hates fatties. <laughs> their display on their display case and uh, women uh, and other people obviously <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon are getting angry that a powerful figure is being used in a dietary uh, pushing manner. Which, in all is, fairness, she probably does diet. Yes, no she's, kidding. She's like real thin. Um, she had to put on a ton of muscle to play Wonder Woman, and she's, and she's still, still really, thin. Yeah. yeah, not as thin as uh, uh, what you call Fast Five or Six. Though. Yeah, well, yeah, she's super thin in that movie. Hell yeah, she is. But it's ridiculous <laughs> because if you look at you, you look at the brand names of uh, of this protein bar, which surprisingly to be healthy and have a good balanced diet, you need this. And for people that are very fast-paced and working all the time, protein bars. For your mom on the go. Yeah, the mom (laughs) on the go. You you too can be Wonder Woman. (laughs) Bring it to soccer practice. There you go. See, I just Um, spun that shit. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Me personally, I think it's completely ridiculous that people are getting mad about this. Uh, You know, uh, drink drink the Wonder Woman Dr. Pepper. It'll even it out. There Mm -hmm. you go. People get mad. Will get mad about anything. I know. Yeah, they're angry because she didn't have armpit hair. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. There was and a bunch DC, of uh... DC actually touched up CGI'd uh, her armpit too <laughs> to make it more tan. 
Okay. I'm not kidding you about this. I, I read it. Like they they uh, post production CGI'd her armpit to make it look more tan. I thought that was a fan edit. Was it DC that did it? DC. Wow. You know, I was complaining because since they're Amazons, shouldn't they uh, have one of their breasts cut off? Because that's what they did in the uh, the olden times. According to myth. Now, you guys that, are teaching me so much. <laughs> Tell me more. That I did not know. Yeah, all the Amazons had their right boob cut off to, so that the boob wouldn't get in the way when they drew a bow. Holy not- shit. My but, mind just yeah. got blown. My mind imploded in itself. Because <laughs> A, it makes sense. B, it's completely efficient. And C, maybe everybody should do it. <laughs> It'd be a cool look. I keep cutting mine off. It just grows back. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Cut off one head and two more will take its place. <laughs> oh, a bunch of oversensitive people. Yeah. It's weird, like... Sensitive nipples. <laughs> every time people get upset about something like that, like, I, it's never... I just... My first thought is never to go, I'm offended. <laughs> I take offense to this. I'm offended for people not wanting to eat protein bars. I love protein bars. My first thought is more or less like, I prefer shakes. Me too. (laughs) Um, And I don't think that it's necessarily the fact there's a protein bar. I think it's a thing that they're like, oh, they're saying all women should be thin. Quit overthinking it. Yeah. You need to look at yourself if you're thinking that. (laughs) Fatty. Fat. Take Take, take turn, a walk. <laughs> turn it around and think about what, how it makes you feel and why you feel that way. Go to the bathroom and stick a finger down your throat. <laughs> Just like Wonder Woman Just wants like you Wonder to Woman. <laughs> now, if you're offended by that, you have a right to be. You can Mike, send your hate mail for the love of God. Cut that out. You can send oh, your hey, hate mail the- to Michael Haggard <laughs> at Kapowcast Gmail. At, uh, oh wow, podcast podcast Gmail. And he also shaves his uh, armpit hair too, so and we'll digitally enhance that. <laughs> I'm digitally enhanced. Um, second bit of news: there was some. Uh, <laughs> there's no segue uh, for that, no, so you just have no. to just, just jump right in. There was a bit of uh, keep on trucking. <laughs> There's a bit of uh, action in DC Comics this week. They've been beginning their latest story arc, The Button. <laughs> That's the weirdest name for it, but I understand it. You know, when you hear The Button, you think it's like a doomsday button to a thermonuclear device or something. No, it's really just nope. a pin. It's a button with ketchup on it. Yeah. Um, this week, The Flash and Batman. That was cranberry juice. <laughs> Bean sauce. <laughs> cranberry juice. The, uh, the Flash and Batman travel to the Flashpoint timeline. And Bruce Wayne met Thomas Wayne, the, his alternate version of his father that was Batman. Um, and not dead. The And not dead. You're right. Should we back it up a little bit and explain this for the people that don't know? No. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> planning on it. Okay. But <laughs> Look but, it up, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there on the Wikipedia. God, we're the most condescending assholes. <laughs> So we are the perfect representation of uh, normal comic book lovers. Yeah, you mm-hmm. ain't kidding. They all suck. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the big reveal at, comes at the end when uh, what we presume to be Doctor Manhattan begins wiping out the Flashpoint timeline uh-huh. altogether. Why does he start there? Apparently, upon learning 
uh, Thomas Wayne, upon learning that Bruce Wayne has a son, Damien, he tells him to stop being Batman. He said he, he tells me he doesn't need to do it for him. He doesn't need to do it for his mom. Stop being Batman. Be happy. Take care of your son. Don't There's nothing for you ass. to do. Did he explain that his son was already trained by the League of Shadows? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I didn't. I mean, uh, Dad, I kind of already fucked up pretty bad. <laughs> I fucked up, and I didn't know I fucked up until he showed up. <laughs> he actually, yeah, he tells him, uh, don't be Batman. Find happiness, please. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do it for me. You don't have to do it for your mother. Be a father for your son in a way that I can never be for you. Let the Batman die with me. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then he is thus wiped from existence. Man. Just like Rorschach? Just like Rorschach. Shit. Look at no, the actually, entire timeline is just fucked, or that entire unit is just gone. I would actually, uh, would not mind going to pick that one up just to see that, because I'm pretty sure it'd be pretty crazy. Because just seeing Dr. Manhattan take out Rorschach and everybody else from the... Uh, the uh, they still Watchmen haven't comic. officially revealed that it's Dr. Manhattan. Well, yeah, I know, but... But it's still... What if it isn't? If you know anything... But what if it isn't? What if it's a big bait and switch? It could be. Ooh, what if they I make it some hooked. sort of, like, third-string villain that they decide to elevate to really high, like they do from time to time? What if it's Dark Side? It's Adrian. <laughs> like they did with uh, the Riddler in Hush. Yeah. yeah. Or um, that worm guy that was... What was his name? Like, Dr. Worm? No, it wasn't Doctor Worm. That was from Space Ghost. But like the the, the goofy uh, worm villain that was in Captain Marvel was the turned out to be the huge villain in the first Fifty Two, mm. and everyone was like, "What? <laughs> what?" I never finished the first Fifty Two, but I know spoiler, what you're talking spoiler about. Spoiler alert! It was the worm the whole time. It, those ones are so hard it was, to find. <laughs> yeah, just pirate it. I can't. It goes against my moral code. Just uh, Don't they have some sort of like DC version of the uh, digital thing where you can just pay a subscription fee and read yep. whatever comics you want? Yep. Yep. But yep. I like yep. the yep. hard copy. We've, we've had this discussion. We have. We're not going to go into it. No, a pirate's life for me. <laughs> I enjoy my, the smell of my comic books. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> just picks them up, these musty books. <sighs> don't act like you don't do it this to This one's been in a basement. <laughs> this one's a damp basement. <laughs> oh, the dank mode, the dank. <laughs> Gotta have the dank. One more, uh, one more bit of news here. Um, I don't know how how much of opinion I can give on this, but they released a trailer for the Defenders, the next Marvel Netflix baby. A big um, old babby. It's big four old, shows in one. Yep. yep. The Avengers of Netflix. I had mentioned that before, uh, after he'd watched it, that um, is very hard for me to probably get excited for this because I haven't watched any of them. Any, I've watched one season of Daredevil. You made it through one season? I made it through one season. You never told me that. Sorry. <laughs> it's maybe because I was extremely underwhelmed. I thought I, uh, we were going forward completely transparent. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first seven episodes of Daredevil when I was drunk. Um, I do a lot of things I regret when I drink. <laughs> but no, uh, no, the show wasn't bad. I just don't have a subscription to Netflix. And I watched the first six episodes of Luke Cage. Again, I don't have Netflix, so I had to like binge watch, binge watch six episodes at my friend's house. I'm like, okay, see you later. So having seen those, I, I, I think it looks really interesting. 
I um, am the only one at this table that's seen all the mo- all the shows. Mikey, have you? It's a lot of time yeah, to invest. He has a girlfriend. It is. No, I haven't watched it. That's what, like thirty hours to invest or something like that. It is, and here's the here's more. The, this town needs me. <laughs> here's the problem with, well, that that I personally have with TV shows because I also watched tried watching the first season of Arrow. Ugh. Is. <laughs> Ugh. Ew. My watching ratio between comic book movies and comic book TV shows, obviously t- movies greatly outweighs the TV shows. Yeah, yeah. the pacing and the of pacing, the, the pacing of the shows kills me. I just Luke Cage I felt had really good pacing. Like, it's always it's just always every feels ten so minutes there's slow. a shootout. <laughs> it's just like Daredevil, especially that first and Arrow, both of them. It just felt so slow. And everyone's like, Oh, you just gotta get to this last like six episodes and or last like three or four episodes and yeah, like the last few episodes of Daredevil were actually pretty good, but I didn't feel it was worth sitting through all the other episodes that I was bored and like I'm sitting there, I'm watching, and I'm like, oh, what's on my phone right yeah. now? And then I find myself just doing other shit because it's not holding my attention. Um, I felt that way about Daredevil. I didn't feel that way about Luke Cage. Luke Cage, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the message. I really enjoyed the acting. Um, I enjoyed the... Uh, Black exploitation vibe that they had going on with it, and like the soundtrack was really good. And the message was extremely positive about tearing down your own community. You know what a huge problem it is in inner cities, like tearing themselves apart, and how the world needs more positive role models that have bulletproof skin. <laughs> Luke Luke Cage was actually a uh, uh, was the first of the shows because Luke Cage is actually he's introduced through Jessica Jones. So you kind of get your introduction through Luke Ca- to uh-huh. Luke Cage in Jessica Jones, so you don't need that back <laughs> story with Luke Cage when the show actually starts. You kind of pick up where Luke Cage left off uh, at the end of Jessica Jones, <laughs> and then it goes forward into his like uh, step through the window of superheroism. Um, but Mike, that whole explanation you just did about the the thing, a. I find it very funny from a guy still watching The Walking Dead that said that. (laughs) (laughs) B, if we would have just changed everything around instead of Arrow and Daredevil and just put The Walking Dead, that would have been exactly what I would have said. I'm not going to argue that. I won't. um, Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are episodes of Walking Dead that I watch and and 10 o'clock hits and I just like... (laughs) I'm like, I just fucking wasted an hour... Of my night. I could have done a, a tons of different things. He's could have masturbated com- twice. He's being completely legit. People can't see his face, but that was real. <laughs> um, it was real. Well, there was the emotion. That was but real, damn it. Here's, and here's another thing I was thinking about is we have hit a point in superhero movies where everyone is past the origin story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone is just so over the fucking origin story. Yes. And origin story, you're looking at, like, 20... 40 minutes of the movie for an origin to play out. That is true. Too long. TV show, you're looking at fucking how many episodes of an origin just starting out. Arrow, they keep flashing. From my understanding, they just recently stopped flashing back to when he was on the fucking island. That's rough. I hate that shit. That, like, I was just like, wow, you know, I just finished Lost and I (laughs) had such a bad taste in my mouth from the last, like, three seasons of it. What's actually funny is I've read an interview with the uh, creators of the show and they said uh, they regret doing the flashbacks for as long as they did because they didn't. They didn't think think the show. They didn't think the show was going to last as long as it has. <laughs> so they had a real what do we faith do in now? the project. <laughs> wow. We painted ourselves in the corner on this one. 
Because uh, it, it's weird because we always, I mean, Janelle always talked about it. She goes, she, her big thing is uh, the very first episode of Arrow, you see it opens up and he's on the island and he has a long hair and a beard and stuff like that. And it's five years that essentially he was on the island. And, and now they play out every single moment of that uh, five years. Yeah, no, seriously. And we're getting to like a uh, season five, I think we're going into. So we'll say, you know, roughly, we'll say that each uh, season is a, a year. And if we're covering a year, then we're coming towards the end to where, like, episode one, the pilot, uh, is going to show. And he is nowhere near beard and hair length <laughs> that he should Uh-oh. be. And it's no just like, uh, Con- Continuity. Yeah. It was, it, it's, it's actually a big one. They um, with the flash, they they tried to fix that. Apparently, with this uh, last episode, they, they screwed they, up. Really, they screwed up the timeline. Kind <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, the defenders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> looks interesting. I haven't seen Iron Fist, and I only saw half of the first episode of Jessica Jones before I gave up on that. Jessica Jones was the hardest one to get through. And I, I definitely felt that it was not geared towards my uh, age and gender demographic. <laughs> Mikey, will you be watching The Defenders? Does it pique no. your interest? <laughs> A stern and deep no. no. I'll just watch uh, Batman vs Superman over and over until that <laughs> wow. series is <laughs> over with. Harsh. <clears throat> no, for real. Um, I, I, not to be uh, rude or anything. Um, I don't know why. It just it doesn't. <clears throat> appeal to me in a way I just I don't know why uh, I drink Coke and not Pepsi it's <laughs> like that like why do I watch all the movies and love them inside out And but uh, the, I can't watch the TV shows I'm just I'm right one there of those with guys you. I just can't play yeah. PlayStation because I got an Xbox it's just an <laughs> investment thing I agree I with you like I'm the same way like I don't you, th- you sh- I don't sell out is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you show me a superhero movie, I see a preview, I'm fucking all over it. The TV show is like something comes out like I saw the Defenders trailer dropped and I was just like, eh. Yeah, the, the, and, the, and granted it could be because we haven't watched the other shows. As relatable as the heroes of that series are, I kind of see all their flaws. Like they don't they don't have a lot going on. One of them <laughs> Handicapped. The other one's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like in the shit. Oh, go ahead and of say it. One of them is black, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't want to be part what of this group. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> you forgot to add she's an alcoholic female. Oh, yeah, an alcoholic female. She has like <laughs> deep emotions and stuff. She <laughs> thinks a lot. All right, hold on. So, fucking <laughs> Jesus. She talks a lot. <laughs> She'll kick our, your ass. This has been the best episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, do Do you have any interest in like these? Uh, I would. I girls. I would, I, would say, <laughs> I would say like D level characters of Marvel. I uh, nope. I guess. He loves Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Beta Ray Bill and uh, Troll. Um, Pip? Yeah, Pip the Troll. Hell yeah. They were in the uh, Silver Surfer. Was he wearing like an ALF t-shirt? <laughs> so yeah, if I they were seeing him in an ALF t-shirt. So we're saying if it was D-list with severe power uh, sets, you would be actually intrigued. Uh, but because they're D-list... 
and more towards the normal spectrum. I don't think Luke Cage is D-list. I'd say B-list. I've always had a problem with uh, superhero TV shows because they have to draw out the uh, the the episodic content and uh, also the uh, budget for this (laughs) show. If they get uh, 20 episodes... Then that means they can't have a lot of special effects. They have to draw Thank out you. everything, choreograph a lot of fight scenes before they can show, uh, you know, the money shot at the end. Um, it, it, if they do twelve episodes, then you get a lot more uh, content. You know, then that becomes a better series. You know, or uh, a show, a season. But if you get sixteen episodes, then it's like it draw, You know, it starts to get the Walking Dead. What about, yeah? What if it's it turns into five seasons? Too many characters become too. Real and boring, and it's like okay, and I then they have break to put up. in a love triangle. Yeah, a love then... triangle, and then the interest they, uh, you know, oh, it's oh. just like the movies are uh, more of my, you know, Cup style. Of tea. Instant gratification. <laughs> Instant gratification. That yeah. is the problem with our generation. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> I watched Dragon Ball Z, mind you. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> way to shoot yourself in the fucking foot, man. I can understand what everyone's saying, but I still say that where a um, fight scene that takes fifteen minutes, right? Five takes, minutes. Five minutes takes a whole season. Thirty episodes. Thirty episodes. <laughs> and uh, Bulma loses the Dragon Ball in the lake every twice. time. Twice. They, wow, the twice in a row. Blowing up. Yeah, she had to fight a giant crab in a submarine to get it. Oh, no. my favorite episode, <laughs> except for the one where Krillin threw a rock at Goku's head when he was sleeping. <laughs> um, we may have gotten sidetracked, though. Maybe. I don't know, though. So what were we talking about, Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> we were talking about the Defenders and, and Marvel TV shows. Then you um, asked me something. All right. That, what, yeah, no, what I was going to say, now that I remember, because your little mockery was... Was distracting me. <laughs> we're, we're, talk, we're talking about the, the, the heads of Marvel that have foreseen through Avengers into the Infinity Wars, so they obviously know how to plan ahead. You wouldn't be willing to take the time knowing that Marvel is behind these TV series. I might. You know, I'm not going to say no, you know, altogether. But, Arrow, um, Arrow and Flash, I get it. You know, if I see something that you know, interests it, me, if... I actually get the time and, uh, so, you know, whatever. What you're saying is is because because it's Marvel, we should be interested? No, no, I'm asking Because you, it has that Marvel brand? No, you're you saying... You go and see every Marvel movie. Yeah. Because and, I like and, the movies. And and you, you enjoy the continuity between them, correct? Yeah. Okay. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to see if they could do the same thing with a TV show? Because it's not entertaining in the meantime. What's that? Because it's not entertaining in the meantime. Yeah, because I guess I guess I'm just a little bit confused because like I know every Sunday you tune in and you watch Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. I mean that's a huge investment. We're Mm -hmm. talking seven seasons now. Yeah. Okay, so that's a huge investment. Well, he's already he's already hooked though. Yeah. At this point, the show can start downgrading in quality, and I'll still just be watching (laughs) it out of habit. Yeah, I um I watched the first three seasons of The Walking Dead, and I think that was one and a half too much. I uh, I would say I was just watching the first season was crap, and I just <laughs> thought it got worse from there. I you know I'm just I that, that's um, what that's what I'm kind of confused about is the the factor that like you, I have no explanation for it. Uh, only the only explanation I maybe have is the fact that I read 
all of the Walking Dead comics. Uh-huh. And that was probably one of the comic series that I can remember more recently that I literally just like loved uh-huh. and went out and I bought every trade as they came out. <clears throat> With these, um, I don't, my prior knowledge of most of these characters is non-existent. Got it. Um, you were you were hooked in the subject matter before the show even came out. Exactly. So you had an emotional tie and investment already. And there's in there. you know because I've read so much, I I've seen the show and I've seen how they can do things different, and I see how sometimes they do honor things, and I, I, there's things I see that I want to see how they play out in the show, how they handle certain things in the show. Uh, granted, I stopped reading the comics uh-huh. uh, just because of weighing interest, which I, t- I talked about a little bit beforehand how. Uh, spoilers, uh, if you haven't read or watched The Walking Dead TV show. So big, big spoilers, big spoilers. Hold on. So, uh, yeah, Jeff, leave the room. Uh, <laughs> in the comics and in the show, both, when Negan kills Glenn, you, there's this huge moment of shock where you're just like, holy fuck, holy shit, especially in the comic book. It was such like, like I, I needed to close the book and set it down after it happened because I just wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't mentally prepared for that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, I, trust me. I and after, so, but after something that big happens, you're almost left with a feeling of numbness where you're like, I, I don't really see what else they could do to me as a reader uh-huh. that would really affect me. And I, slowly but surely, like... They could put anthrax on the pages of they the could. book. But, <laughs> but uh, they, you know, and it's the same thing with the show. You, you kill off all these characters that you had from the start and you're bringing these new ones, but you don't take the time to flesh out the newer ones. So the amount of characters that you care about, as opposed to the amount of characters you don't care about, starts shifting greatly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Suddenly there's far more characters you care less about and less characters that you actually care about. They should uh-huh. call them don't characters. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, I, I had mentioned, you know, before we had watched the season finale of Walking Dead, I was like, really, I was like, there's not really anybody left that they could kill that would really surprise me, aside from, like, Rick, Carl. Negan? Negan, maybe. Well, this yeah. early on. Yeah, this early Jeff on. That would surprise Morgan. me. But as far as, like, your main, you know, uh, good guys, you know, there's really not anybody that... Even Daryl, right. at this point, has become like, kind of like a just background character. And, mm-hmm. uh, but anyways, I, I went off on a tirade on that one. Everyone, no, no, everyone I'm, did. I, 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 I'm glad you did, because I think that's the first, like, clear explanation we've ever got about The Walking Dead and, like, your view of it. Yeah. Because usually you're, you're, I don't know, I, I would be pretty scared about sitting around the table with three guys that don't like the show. It gets a little awkward. So it's like, it's almost like three pit bulls on a short leash well, just biting yeah. at your I, uh, I know, it's, and, and like I said, I, there have been episodes I've watched that... I you know I sit there I'm like wow this this is moving this is really stinker. slow. I wouldn't be at all um, you know upset if I just was hanging out with a friend and they just started t- telling me all about The Walking Dead, just catching me up on stuff because I'm I don't uh, definitely you know really hate it. I just stopped watching the show because it uh, was it wasn't fitting in with um, my expectations. Your um, so yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy came out this week. <laughs> See y'all next time. (laughs) Uh, No, Guardians uh, Volume 2 came out. Uh, Very excited. The latest entry from 
Marvel Studios. One of the ones I've been looking forward to the most. I love that new yeah. opening for Marvel, by the way. Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. Liked, I thought you said you didn't like that. It's a little long, but I, it is kind of cool now. Like this, I, I probably have said that, but like seeing it again, I was like, you know what? This is kind of cool because it's showing all the, the yeah. past movies. and It's fantastic. They've got such a large continuity there. <laughs> Yeah, they got yeah, you make appreciate. It, long. <laughs> <laughs> it really shines. You know, it's you know, you have to logo. watch the entire thing for you to get really invested into it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> about three fourths about of the way. 10 years. In, it really starts took about to pay ten off. years to get there, but um, they did it. We so, <laughs> it is the follow-up from the sleep. I guess you could say that the first Guardians was a sleeper hit. Like, yeah, and only nobody, had like a hundred million dollar There was no expectations. <laughs> yeah. No expectations. It was one of our first big ventures into unknown territory, like uh, comic book wise. And just just so nobody fucking calls my shit on this, <laughs> just for the record, the first Guardians I was not very excited about. I was like, just kind of like, okay, I'll go see it because it's a Marvel movie at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, you know. So just just for future shit. <laughs> for future <laughs> shit. Just so no one's like, wait a minute, you weren't fans of Guardians of the Galaxy beforehand either. Bandwagon. No. But the, Bandwagon. the movie, the first movie did catch my interest. Um, I know you, Jeff, you had past experience reading uh, Guardians. Yeah, I read the uh, like first 30 issues or so of the reboot, not the original. Uh, the Marvel Now? No, uh, just the uh, one that came out during Annihilation Wave around that time. Oh, okay. So, wow. Like, the original uh, Guardians comics was, like, early or mid-'80s. Yeah. I read the one that came out in, like, the mid-'2000s that had the rebooted Drax and uh, rebooted Peter Quill. And I think they first introduced Rocket Raccoon and all those great characters. Well, Rocket was actually there in the 80s and 90s. Was he? Yeah. Uh, Are you... Do you remember... Was that the series uh, involving uh, Iron Man? No, it was before. Well, yeah, it was the same series, but I didn't read it before. I had stopped reading by the time Iron Man. Okay, so this is the Marvel Now stuff we're talking about. No, that was, was the it, Marvel Now reboot. Oh well, then it, I read what happened before the beat reboot. Then okay. Um. So you 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 were familiar with that lineup? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's yeah. That's one of the reasons I was pretty excited for it because okay. I, I enjoyed the comic. All right. So the the, the two of us were new knew who the guard the, that Guardians uh-huh. was the. Uh, this movie continues the trend of the past three of the past four Marvel movies, I think it is, opening with a aged actor or having an aged yes. actor de-aged. This one it's is true. the best one yet. <laughs> I, your people just like cackling when you saw it. Like, it's so insane. It is like when he's like, because it opens with a young Kurt Russell and, and uh, whoever Peter it was, Quill's Peter Quill's mother. mom uh-huh. Mama driving Quill. and... and he right. has a smile on his face, and the, the <laughs> smile is what makes it look so fucking weird. I was like, "This, I don't feel comfortable." I, oh man, <laughs> he definitely looked like an alien in human form. Yeah, I guess that could be the argument. <laughs> I would, I would say that it was up to par with like Patrick Stewart's de de aging. I would really say was, that bad. I would, yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was better. I thought it was up there with. I I don't think it was as good as Michael Douglas's. No, I think it was better than. Oh, no, uh, Michael Douglas's was crazy good. It was better than Jeff Bridges in uh, Tron. Tron. Yeah, it was better than that one. What about Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War? Ooh, uh, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that, that was, was pretty weird. That too. was so weird because he he all but the nose he looked like his younger self. Yeah, it, although they got it's they weird. Got rid of a little bit of the puppy fat though. Yeah, 
Yeah, because he was, Stephanie pointed out that he was pudgier. Yeah. But, um... This is all the coke. <laughs> that one, it's weird because he looks... Like, it's when he gets close to the screen when you start to notice how weird it looks. Who, who are we talking <laughs> Robert about? Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Jr. When he gets really close. Um, but then I, I told her, I, I was like, well, I was like, but at the same time, you can also just chalk it up to the fact that it's, it is technically a digitally created mm-hmm. image from his tech that he made. So I guess you... But anyways, um, weird, creepy, uh, uh, hilarious. All right, lovely. We're, lovely. I'm not. I'm not going to even save this until the very end of it. If we're going timeline, because I literally, I, I have been dying to ask somebody because I swear to God, when I seen it, I couldn't believe it. What was that? Michael Clark Duncan at the end? No, no. no. Okay, it was another enormous <laughs> black man. All right, because like uh, Ving Rhames. <laughs> no, it wasn't being Rames. Jeez, you people are racist as fuck. <laughs> well, I was like it's some third gigantic black man. <laughs> Listen, in all fairness, Steph told me that he was in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it was Ving Rames because he was in Dawn of the Dead, was he not? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would him being in Dawn of the Dead have to do with Guardians? Because she said that the guy that was that actor was in Dawn of the Dead. Which actor? The oh, actor Ving that Rames? was in Guardians. Oh, I don't think it was Ving Rhames. Let me look. We're gonna look it up because, like, I, I it just it popped in my head when I you said know. something about uh, Kurt Russell's CGI de aging. Um, giant black man in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> it was it was weird because, like, when it happened, I was like explaining as to what uh, um, Stallone's ordeal was and that with that group, and I. I look back and it was like a kind of a quick thing, and I just go. It was Ving Rhames. It was Ving Rhames the whole time. I was the racist. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just it was like a quick thing. I looked back and I go, "What the fuck?" I, I looked at, I looked back at Janelle. I go, "Was that Michael Clark Duncan?" And she goes, "Oh, I don't know Michael Clark Duncan." I was like, "You are useless." Um, he did. He but really uh, did. That's that's why I was so furious that she didn't like. She didn't know who it was. I was like, "He's fucking dead." I need to know if he's playing a part he, in the gal the galaxy. <laughs> died for our sins on death row on the Green Mile. <laughs> um, I did enjoy uh, with the movie opening after the flashback stuff. Opening with like basically like them already in like mid action scene, uh-huh. like doing something like. I don't think we've had a Marvel. Well, nope. The Avengers. Avengers like two. Yeah. Avengers two did open like that, but I, I like as well. I love that scene. Yeah, it was the beginning of Age of Ultron. Yeah, it was really comic booky. Like it had Captain America throwing motorcycles at people and shit, like wow. stuff that he didn't do in any of his own movies. Wow, it was like a comic book. <laughs> yeah, but it was comic booky to like. Whoa. Avengers. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of condescension in this uh, episode, I've noticed. And it was like Ultimates 2 compared to Ultimates 3, where like it just you, started to become a parody of itself. You lost me. I, did, I, I don't know Ultimates, so I have no idea about the... I'm going to go ahead and agree to disagree with you on <laughs> that one. I love that opening. It's one of my favorite parts of that movie. Okay. But uh, <laughs> anyways... Uh, so you like Marvel, but you don't like Ultimates? <laughs> wait, 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 um, See, I messed up. I started reading Ultimate Spider-Man first, and then I just threw up all over that'll it. That'll sour you on any, yeah. any Ultimate stuff. Um, so, yeah. Well, might as well we'll talk about the, the opening, opening dancing? in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that like, was fan-fucking-tastic. At first, I was like, oh, they're doing it. and the, But then I was just like, I was like, yeah, they're doing it. It's, and it's 
amazing. <laughs> uh, just like the way they did it, how like you just see like. And I'm going to talk more. I want to. Well, I might as well just talk about it now. You, you get to see that Groot went from being this big force for them and now to being like almost a hindrance. Uh huh. Which I thought was kind of cool because there were certain situations in the movie where I was watching it. I was like, well, if Groot was full size, this would be an easy, easy fix. But yeah. it was cool to see that they had didn't have him to fully rely on. But that uh, that opening dance thing was absolutely hilarious. It was amazing. It's funny. I didn't like it. <laughs> Really, you didn't like yeah. the, you didn't like the shots and I, stuff. Well, no, I was just tired of Baby Groot five minutes into the movie. Oh no, kidding! That's crazy because remember how I said that I was like that was my worst fear. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought that the amount of Baby Groot two movie was good. I yeah. found enjoyment out of they. Baby they got or, you got a I'm good sorry. chunk of them in that whole opening. Toddler Groot. Yeah, you got a good chunk of them in that opening, and he was kind of lightly drizzled, thrown in. Throughout the rest. I don't know. Like you could really tell with Toddler Groot and a lot of other elements of the film that they're trying to uh, change the uh, demographic that they were shooting for. They were definitely aiming for more of a uh, family audience, like a movie to take your children with, as opposed to the other one, which was more harder PG thirteen, trying to gear towards a more teenage TV fourteen esque uh, demographic. I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely aiming for the uh, family crowd. I mean, they one. still definitely had plenty of literal penis jokes in it. Don't get me oh wrong. It was, <clears throat> but yeah, trash you, panda. <laughs> 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 Is that better? <laughs> um, Way better. We'll Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's discuss some of the uh, newer characters that are introduced in this. Yes, we have uh, first. We have uh, Mantis. Loved mm-hmm. Mantis. Loved her. Um, I, 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 she had also this sense of uh, innocence. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Naive. Yes. And naivete. About her that just very, made it a very joy en- to watch. Yeah, very endearing. I thought, funny character. I thought she was going to be more, a little bit more Stockholm than mm-hmm. she was. Uh, but she switched sides pretty quick, which I, was, yeah. I, wasn't, I didn't have an argument well, about. Like, I was her, like, okay, uh, good. Her yeah. and uh, Drax's interactions Hilarious. were by far like one of the shining lights of the movie. Like one of the first things I said leaving the movie, and I don't mean to get off topic of Mantis, was Drax. Yeah, Drax <laughs> really stole the show. I felt. Yeah, I liked Drax a lot, and I liked um, uh, uh, Yondu a lot in this movie. Yeah, I think everyone's really gonna like. We'll talk Yondu. about oh. him later. <laughs> um, Drax, uh, yeah, definitely he stole the show for um, the parts that he was in. Gosh. The, the, they kind of split the characters up quite a bit in this movie. They did. Well, it's a large <clears> cast this time around, but yeah, they definitely, it was very, it had an episodic um, vibe. Yeah. But Mantis was great. Uh, I'm hoping that she comes back for... I think she's like... More. I don't know if she's in Infinity War. Uh, I think... Well, the, if the Guardians are confirmed, then I'd assume that she'd be mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of <clears> grew their ranks a, a little bit at the end there. Uh, um, go ahead. I, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but like I, I noticed, and I thought it was a fantastic thing they did. You said Drax stole the show, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the first movie we focused more more on Quill and Gamora. Mm-hmm. This one, I felt that Drax and Rocket were more in the foreground. A whole you, lot you, of and Rocket. Yondu. And yeah. Yondu. They did yeah. a lot yeah. of. It was a lot about. Yeah, it was a lot about the uh, the lost characters. There, yeah, there's a whole lot of. Uh, Resolving this of was emotional a very issues. emotional was. Marvel movie. You know, there was 
good character development mm-hmm. for characters that we didn't get to fully like. We already There's know like five heart to hearts in this. Movie. There, yeah, there we was know, like a lot of pain between every <laughs> character. Yeah, and you could feel it too. It was you very know, uncomfortable. Peter Quill's backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very familiar with Gamora's too, mm-hmm. and it kind of drags us. But like getting like that backstory for like Rocket and Yondu, and even Nebula. Yeah, like Nebula, my favorite. Getting to explore these characters emotionally. Uh huh. That we didn't get to before was refreshing, mm-hmm. and it adds so much more to them as just you know, as opposed to like Rocket just being like a a, a quip machine. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, which he still was. He but. still is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, what else are you going to do with a character named Rocket fucking Raccoon? Um, That's not know. his literal name, Rocket by the way. Fucking Raccoon. <laughs> um, Kurt <laughs> Russell has ego. He's fantastic. Although uh, he was just an, in the end, he was another formulaic uh, Disney Marvel villain. But yeah. But his delivery, his uh, what he did with the role, I loved it. He's just such a good actor. He didn't have enough <clears> as he had about as much screen time as I would have expected. A lot of the time he spent as a CG mo- planet monster, but he was in the movie for what a half an hour, maybe yeah. more. I feel as like it was monster? more than a half an hour. Like oh, wait, you talk about Kurt Russell himself? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd say yeah. half hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, he was, uh, but he was really good in it. And uh, I wish we had seen more of him in his creepy younger CG self. <laughs> I wish we had seen him more as a ego planet, a Kurt Russell planet. You know, face just <laughs> man. His he's um, got a good face. He's got a good face for a planet. If, Jack Burton. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to any of our previous two shows, we did rank all the Marvel villains up to this point. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into a full ranking. Okay, uh, I was about to say I don't have my Texas Instrument, man. We didn't uh, but would you would you place them in a, in a higher level of the list? Maybe a mid level or a lower tier Whiplash level? Huh. Uh, mid tier. He's surprisingly not as strong as you would think. I mean, if a for being a celestial, yeah, a celestial. These guys are supposed to have the power to, like, you know, crack planets in half, and he's supposed to be able to destroy the universe, and he's having trouble dealing with like 15 people. Yeah, I, I like, did. I, I did feel like the fight wasn't. The fight was. Extremely, it was good. I thought it was disappointing. It was, well, I liked it, but like he wasn't as powerful first, as I thought he was. No, as, you know, it was essentially it was just Star Lord versus yeah, him, which Star Lord had his powers. I thought and, it was pretty much a big letdown compared to uh, the first movie. Like the first I movie really, was done in a much. I thought. I thought I enjoyed the climactic finish a lot more than the second movie. Mm. There was an Infinity Stone involved. Do you think that had anything to do with it? Um, I mean, like, I don't have, like, the biggest heart on for the Infinity Stones. I think they're really cool, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. The, like, the emotional catharsis involved were, like, him and his flashback of his mother when he takes uh, Gamora's mm. hand. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was really well done. And this one, he just, like, you know, he kills his dad, but there's no, like, you know. Oh, he drops that line, like, you know. If I I knew I had to put that tumor in your mother, yeah, and I was why like, would he even say that? Like he dropped it, and I go, <laughs> oh my god, shit, they're about to go. I think, like, see, they did that to make him another cookie cutter villain. I think that like if they'd done it in a way where like he knew that being with her would probably kill her, but he did it anyway because he loved her, would have added more depth to the character instead of just being like, oh, I had to just had to kill her, you know, because I was getting too attached, like. um... I don't know. So are you saying that if he was just like, well, my penis gave her to the tumor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, 
if he knew that being with her would kill her, but he did anyway because he enjoyed being with her so much, is I think it, it would have added more depth to the character. Is it weird that I thought that was the angle that was going to happen? <laughs> That's what I thought too. Like it would have, it made more sense to me naturally. I yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, he probably gave her cancer when he, yeah, when he banged her, yeah, when he banged like, her. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was assuming, but no, he just gave her a brain tumor. So because he didn't want to. Be around stray, her anywhere? Yeah, like, stray from his plan. Yeah, which was, was a very odd way of going about it, but whatever. Uh, it still has, I mean, it definitely had an impact. I yeah. was I was I was pretty emotionally wrapped up in the whole storyline, so I was I was in there. I I, I I liked that whole angle. Like I said, when when he dropped that line, I was just like <gasps> <laughs> and then when he just opens up fire with his blasters and <laughs> starts blasting them apart, I was just like, Oh, this is good. This is really good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a different uh, movie there. I, I don't think it was they were you know going for the a copy of what they did last time, and but especially it was the with uh, the, the it whole, was the exact um, same formula. Yeah, <laughs> it was broken up a bit with uh, Yandu there. I think, I think that was the more um, emotional moment for Peter Quill. He found wow. his real daddy. His old. His we real might as well, yeah. We time. might as well talk right. about that then. The elephant in the room. Um, uh, oh, excuse me. Yandu, Michael Roker once again though. He kills it as Yandu. Fuck yeah! And great actor. Yeah, he's one of those characters we get more emotional background to him, and we find out more about his relationship with Star Lord, why he did what he did, and, and the Ravagers. Um, who is actually uh, Starhawk, I believe. Starhawk. Is he yeah. Starhawk? Yeah. 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 Um, but. Uh, he ultimately uh, gives the ultimate sacrifice to save Star-Lord at the end. Spacing himself. And I did not, like, I, I'm so used to these Marvel movies, like, just fucking copping out. I kept expecting I, him when they were creaming and be like, oh, what are you doing with me, boy? You're burning me up, you know? Like. Or I expected, like, <laughs> as he was, like, starting to freeze in space, you know, like, all of a sudden, like, the tractor beam or something like comes in, in the they first movie. Yeah. Like in the first movie. And, yeah. you know, they save him. See, and even it, that was actually, spacing himself to save someone else was a rehash of something that happened in the first movie, too. Uh, him, and, and then, like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, wait. Wait, oh, they did it. They did it. They did As soon as his eyeballs froze, I was pretty sure that he was dead. Yeah. Um, and uh, what? Hats off to Chris Pratt. He played the shit out of that part. Uh-huh. He did it very emotional. I felt myself getting a little emotional there. Uh, I held it in, though. <laughs> but I thought <clears throat> Yandu giving that ultimate sacrifice. And I just want to say, too, hats off to them because... Literally at that point, the last 10, 15 minutes are pretty much dedicated to mourning and yeah. sending him off. Yeah, that It wasn't was like cool. they just did a quick little funeral. They sent him off, and then like they end on a big joke and everything's, uh-huh. you know, it was literally the entire ending. We, yeah, we went off on a kind of a little bit of a depressing note. Like when it ended, I was surprised. I was like, wait, that, that was the end? Yeah. We're done? I'm like... Holy shit. It gives his death so much more levity and so much more impact that they spent that entire 10, 15 minutes. Especially on a character like that, that like, I would say most people just kind of write off. Mm -hmm. You know, they just, they're kind of like, oh yeah, that was, that was the guy that was chasing after him in the first one. (laughs) Where like, I'm going, no motherfucker. Like this is a big deal right now. Oh, hold on. Side note. So I'm sitting there. Right. And, uh, Stanley, his after credits thing comes on, and I just have to tell you, guys, I have to tell you this now. I'm sitting next to this guy, and he goes, like, he's just like, okay, like when it <laughs> happens, and I'm just like, 
like I just sit there. I'm listening to this conversation. He's like, oh, that's uh, the girl he's with is like, that's um, oh, what's what's his name? Um, that's um, Jack Kirby. He's, he's the he's that guy. He's that guy. You know, the the guy that uh, you know. I think he created. Marvel, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" Did you call them a filthy casual? And, <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, um, uh, uh, what's Bob it? Kane, uh, Stan <laughs> Lee?" <laughs> and I just like Stanley what? <laughs> I I got I got up and I looked over at him and I go, Excelsior. "Finish your bullshit, mocha fruppa garbage, you asshole!" You and said that out. to them? Yeah, I did. <laughs> No, I didn't say that at uh, all. It was all made up in my head. Yeah. I gave him a stink eye and I walked out. Jeff, what did you feel? How did you like Yandu's sacrifice, death, oh, and send off? I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the ending was excellent. Uh, love the part with the Ravagers giving oh, their salute at the end. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. It yeah. was, uh, yeah. Um, that was the part I got emotional at. Yeah, he, Yandu decided to, you know, his big. Uh, we are not so different. You and I speech with uh, Rocket Raccoon was really good. Mm-hmm. They did a lot to uh, flesh out his character. They did a lot to flesh out a lot of characters that were more uh, <laughs> background. Yeah, like uh, Nebula. Even uh, they did a really good job with her. I agree. That she, uh, oh, she's so great. She's always so angry and sulky. It's just that scene. Yeah, with it really the, felt like a continuation of her character from yeah. the first movie. <laughs> yeah. it was like that. She still had that anger. And she like her shoulders are always slumped, and she's always pouting and ah. Uh, um, I'm hoping she actually, you know, she's still alive. So I'm happy. I'm hoping she finds her way officially into the team because I felt like at the end she just kind of went off on her own. They did that to hunt uh, most Thanos. likely because they weren't sure if they'd sign her on for another film. I'm assuming. Kind of like how, like right now, every yeah. Marvel movie with Robert Downey Jr. ends with him quitting being Iron Man. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we don't know if he'll be back, so we just better tie this up and yeah. we can. Figure I was, the rest out fucking later. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, do they keep doing that? Because like, they, they don't know if he's coming back? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, I would assume. But yeah, I loved that whole uh, uh, interaction with Gamora and Nebula, where Nebula's like, talking about how like she just wanted a sister. It actually makes you feel more sympathetic for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes you kind of go like, wow, Gamora, you were kind Shh. of a bitch. <laughs> she just wanted a ripe fruit. Well, can you really say that <laughs> she was kind of a bitch if both of them were trying to survive? No, yes. but they were both bitches. <laughs> they I weren't think, basic bitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I really like I really liked the movie a lot. It was it a kind of shows you movie. what kind of monster Thanos is going to be, and yeah, it uh, kind of gives you that little hint, is. like okay, he pitted two girls against each other, two and children. the loser, <laughs> yeah, the loser. Basically, got a, a a piece of her ripped apart and re- replaced cybernetically. Thanos to was basically her. white trash, <laughs> <laughs> but with ultimate power. Um, Nebula, yeah, Karen Gillian, very attractive. <laughs> we know, John. <laughs> I was I was a fan of hers before Guardians. I knew what she had in store, but like she amped this shit up a lot in this one. Mm-hmm. Like her line delivery, even though she was like. She's, you know, 90% cybernetic. Um, her line delivery with those lines about, you know, all I wanted was a sister and all that kind of, all that, all that junk um, were fantastic. No trace of a Scottish accent either. No. She no. does a very, very, very good English accent. It's almost scary. Uh-huh. And then I look I've... at American actors with their British accents and I go, God damn it. Stop doing British accents. Just be American. Her, uh, uh, her American accent's a lot better than... Uh... 
Benedict Cumberbatches. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I think his face is just too big. <laughs> <laughs> too it's true. It's too big and British. It looks like it got stung by a bee. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he went into warp drive over 700 <laughs> 700 jumps later you get a Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> um, how, how did you guys we talked a little bit uh, Rocket Raccoon this time around him getting a bit more of a spotlight it's fantastic because Rocket's my favorite guardian by, by far his, yeah, I his, love his, his snarkiness, his sass, his quotes, yeah. and it's it's just his all around being. His... Do you want to buy some batteries? <laughs> <laughs> when he's fighting the ravagers in in the woods uh, and using all of his trickery, it was just I was like an eight. That was a kid. really awesome scene. Yeah, yeah. it was that amazing. Was really good. It, was it was better like... than the uh, end fight scene. I felt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was it was a fantastic like it, I don't know this movie was just full of amazing shots. Yeah, I everyone just, got a chance to shine. I think for the most part, yeah, they're flashing like every time we speak about a part, like all these shots are flashing in my head. That uh, just like him crawling through the the trees and the uh, that part where he like uses that uh, zero gravity mine and just keeps <laughs> flying. <them> yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh. I was eight again during that part. Like, I was just laughing my ass off at it continuously. I was Mm -hmm. doing the kicking motion. This is definitely a movie, like, you can go watch again and again. Oh, I'm going I was going to go. Like I said, I would have went with you last night if I could. Yeah. If I didn't have adult responsibilities and all that bullshit, I would have been there in a heartbeat (laughs) to see it. uh, Man, it was, we nearly weren't able to get two seats. Like, I was going to end up having to see it at uh, a different theater at a different showing. It's funny because I was scrolling through the, I was, uh, I bought a ticket online and I looked at the screen and uh, where I was sitting, I just, I moved the seat over because I didn't want to sit next to someone alone. (laughs) I was going to be alone in the theater. I was like, I'm just going to be by myself. So I just bought a ticket, like, spaced out. I mean, hopefully, if somebody's, whatever, you know, sits there. And um, everything was sold out. And Jeff and I just started talking. Like, he's going to 11 o'clock show. I'm going to 1030. I was like, well, hold on. <laughs> I looked it up, and it was still available. So I told him, he went online and bought the ticket, which was still next to my seat. No after way. six yep. hours yep. of just waiting around all day. That means it was, it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, it was really. That's what I'm, I, I'm concerned going tomorrow. night. I'm like, okay, shit, how early are we yeah. going to have to fucking go? Because we had pre-bought our tickets before. Uh-huh. You're so. going tomorrow? Yeah. Lucky bitch. Um, damn it. Um, but anywho, um, gosh, what else was there in this movie that was... Uh, we already talked about... about Told you to make groups. a list. How about all I know, the I, um, I, I can't post-ending think. credits? The post-ending... There's five of them. There was five of them. Most of them were... Well, four out of five were just gags. I was disappointed. Yeah, I was disappointed, too. Because I was really hoping... And even though I know that they said that the movie itself was going to be self-contained, there wasn't really going to be any tie-in to Infinity War, I was hoping we'd get some kind of tease or explanation as to why the Guardians are going to end up involved in mm, this yeah. entire... I mean, you kind of know why, but I just want to... Something to kind of help bridge that gap to where... It's not like a Avenger Infinity War happens and all of a sudden, oh, Guardians show up on Earth. <laughs> you know, something I mean, like that. Is the direct relationship with Thanos not enough? Um, I think the Guardians I mean, are it is, probably going to show up in a different uh, movie. 
to be bridged into Infinity War that's on the rise on the horizon. Ooh, um, which movie? What? Yeah, it would have to be what, Thor. It would have to be something. That probably would be Thor. Yeah. It might oh be my god. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe when really Rocket excited. was doing the uh, <laughs> jump. But <laughs> that was the only part that I was initially uh, upset about. Um, the the five post credit scene. Uh, what did we get? Um, we got Sean Gunn, Adam Warlock, learning. Le- yeah, Adam Warlock tease. With well, the, uh, the sovereign that was oh. yeah. that was the two big ones. The Adam Warlock tease. They, um, the Adam Warlock was actually supposed to be in this movie, but mm-hmm. uh, James Gunn said because he felt like he had so many characters already, they just took him out of the yeah. script. Apparently, that's oh, always so best. Is he going to be a hero he's going to be or the third villain. one? He's he's probably going to start out as a villain. villain. I'm guessing he yeah, always he, he started out as a villain in the comics too. Yeah, um, he had a lightning bolt toga. So <laughs> nobody said it. Nobody else caught it either. Why? Hmm. Essentially, apparently, the shine in his cocoon that is our final Infinity Stone. Oh, I didn't see that, no. That's what I read. I missed it. Oh, just a fan theory then. But uh, no, I don't, I don't has know. Has it been confirmed? I don't know. That's just look. a fan theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought there was going to be an Infinity I mean, it would Stone make, it would at make the sense. center of uh, Ego's planet. Because, yeah, um, well, time, they're still thinking, there's still a big fan theory that is Heimdall. Heimdall's eyes, it, that he has it somewhere in him, because he mentions in the Thor movie how he can see every soul in uh, the universe. Who knows? That's what I consider a fan theory. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it, that is that is the anything that ain't confirmed is a fan theory. Yeah, um, and the theory is that he is going to die. And but yeah, Adam Warlock tease that was a big one. There was the as you said. Uh, What's his name? Trying to learn how to use Yondu's arrow. Uh-huh. The and stabbing tracks. Stabbing tracks. Screaming for like fifteen seconds nonstop. I really enjoyed our our look at teenage Groot. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> teenage just, angst Groot. Oh I'm God. excited for that. I one. just like how he had the snarky like. I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. It actually gave me hope that by Infinity War he will be full grown. Yes. Yeah, they said uh, by the night he's gonna the Guardians, to be. he's going to be um, in his full potential. They said he's going to be even bigger than his original form. Yeah, that he gets really huge in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, well, hell, in his she's... first Marvel appearance, he was like, what, 100 feet tall? He was one yeah. of those giant Yeah, I want to see monsters. a giant monster yeah. Groot fighting giant man or something. That was the other one. We saw um, Sylvester Stallone. And oh, yeah, the apparent uh, original the old, yeah, the oh, old. Yeah. original Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy yeah. assemble. I don't know if they're going to factor into Guardians I, of the Galaxy 3. I heard the shuffle is supposed to happen uh, in Guardians like 4. I did see James Gunn mention that uh, by Guardians 4, we could see a different roster yep. of and heroes. It, is this the first look of our different roster? Maybe. Oh. Sylvester Stallone is the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> And here's uh, here's part of my issue with something that I was thinking about the entire time during the movie is I'm sorry. With these Marvel movies, they announce in advance so many of these movies in the phases mm-hmm. that and just like, you know, going into this movie, we know like, oh, Chris Pratt and and, and Zoe Saldana and uh mm. Dave Batista, <laughs> they've all been Bautista. They've all been on set, you know, they've all talked about how they're filming Infinity War right now. So right then and there, there goes any emotional investment I have of them in any danger in this movie. <laughs> well, it's right a out the window. Film, so. True, <laughs> but like you know, I had I was a little concerned when it came to like you know 
when these characters are getting to the end of their contract. Yeah. Like, then you get concerned, but the fact of knowing that these guys are talking about in other movies, in other interviews about being in other movies, you're like, okay, well, this character is in no intimate danger at all. So, um, the end battle, when they're, everything's happening, as cool as it was, as much as I enjoyed it, although Jeff Different disagrees, <laughs> um, I wasn't concerned for anybody. No. Really. The only person I was, the only people I was concerned for was really uh, Nebula and Kurt Russell and and Yandu because I, I yeah. hadn't heard anything about them being in the sequel. You didn't hear anything from War. Bradley Cooper because he does his stuff. They do their stuff at the end. Still, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they just wrapped that up in post. It literally felt like when it, I had as much investment in losing one of those characters as I did when I'm rewatching. Like Civil War, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like I know it's just another day at the office for them. They're going to be back for Infinity War, so I guess that's where like I don't know. I still I I don't know. I guess I still I still get lost and engulfed in the movie when I go. I forget everything I read online. Uh, this this past week has been filled with Guardians of the Galaxy spoilers everywhere. I've avoided them at all costs. Oh, I didn't even I read pulled, any inter- any reviews or anything like that. I essentially almost went dark like you did with Star Wars hmm. because I was just like, I feel like this movie might get ruined for me. I didn't see it. I, I, but then again, I was busy. I didn't read any or see any spoilers. I didn't see any spoilers either. No. I, I avoided watching or reading any reviews. I was just like, nope, not doing it. Metacritic gave it kind of a low score. Who, what the? Metacritic. Metahuman? Yes, I, I, Metahuman. I don't know oh. What that is. You guys don't know what Metacritic is? Yeah. No. Wow. Nope. It's uh, one of the big uh, movie reviewing websites. Not that thingies. big. Well, <laughs> one out of four podcasters have heard about it. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> two out of four. I was. I almost said, "What are you getting your numbers for?" A long time. Yeah. I'm it's surprised. not. It's not like though. I'm sitting there thinking about this stuff when I'm watching. It's not like it's in the forefront of my mind, but it's just there in the back of my mind that I know. I know. Okay, Chris Pratt's not going to die. It's he always held on to die. Well, yeah, they're you know Gamora Don't and Star Lord aren't going to die. You know, yeah, they're, they're going to be in Infinity War. So, well, you can feel that way about any superhero movie. Yeah, or oh, almost absolutely. Any movie that has a formula in general, really. The like I said, the last couple movies that I actually felt dread for the hero was like Civil War, um, and Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. The only time I feel dread for a superhero movie character is uh, when I haven't yet heard about how well it's grossed. Because that's when they actually die. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, oh, th- we got like one of the biggest confirmations in any Marvel movie in this movie. What? Stan Lee has been playing the same fucking yeah, character. Yeah. <laughs> right, but is right. he a watcher? I don't think so because no, he, he got a space he, suit. He's hanging ride. out with the watchers. Yeah, but they were his ride, so it wasn't like yeah. why'd they leave him there? That was really cool though. That seeing the watchers, I was like, oh, they got the rights yeah. for them back. Yep. I my jaw dropped when I seen them. A I lot was... of people are theorizing that because they got the rights to the watchers back and the celestials. You talk about Fantastic Four. Yeah. That they somehow have not have not announced but have slowly begun reclaiming the rights. Good God help us all. Well, I nice. mean, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Wouldn't oh. it? Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. I didn't fantastic even mean to do that. <laughs> I really didn't. Damn. Um, there was something I was going to say to you, Jeff. 
Uh oh. Uh, if I remember, I'll 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 yell over somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's talking. Wait. Um, so there was something I never connected before until yesterday night. I was going to bed and I was thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy, and Sean Gunn, who plays uh, I can never remember his character's name, but uh, he plays yeah the uh, he plays, Yandu's right hand man. Yeah, and he also does mm. the uh, CGI capturing for Rocket. Mm-hmm. Wow! I so there was a lot of scenes where Rocket and Sean Gunn were in the same frames. He had to act with himself. He yeah, had to, he had to play with himself. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I thought about it, and I was like, man, that's that's something I'm gonna pay attention to on the second second time around. See how well that's done because like it didn't stick out like a sore thumb. So obviously it was pretty good. But like then now I want to really zero in on it and see see how well he did. How does he do that for like? So they had a different stand-in that he would look at, and then they would have him do the mocap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know. That's I really, what... I'm really hoping that with the release of the Blu-ray or something, that there's some behind-the-scenes featurette that uh, kind of shines some light on it. Because I'm yeah. very interested to see how they did it. Me too. Maybe a body double. Maybe, Maybe. somebody's standing there, and Maybe uh, they use the time gem <sighs> or the soul gem. <laughs> He just transferred his soul into Rocket. Could be. They did. Uh, I did see a thing uh, with a. It was a behind-the-scenes um, picture that uh, the per, the motion capture for Rocket arrived on set for Infinity War. Oh, really? Which got me excited because I can't wait to see Rocket interact with you know. I know it's that weird. Everybody. That weird uh, crystal-looking guy, the, the ice dude, Michael next, Rosenbaum. Yeah, that was Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. Did not know that. That was. Michael yeah. Rosenbaum. Huh. Why does that name sound Lex right? Luthor from Smallville. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. He looks different. Like, <laughs> like actually him? No, I know he did the voice. I was about to say, or was it a voiceover? I don't know if he played him or if he just did the voice. Holy also, shit. That Where was Miley Cyrus? She was yeah, one of those ones of the... Uh, little robot head. The original Guardians, yeah. Oh my God! Was that her? Yeah, <laughs> that was the shoes. The robot head. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Holy crap! That didn't even stick out that bad. She. What, how long was she in the? How much? She you, had one line. Yeah, she had one line. Yeah. I figured it would stick out like a sore thumb. Which it makes you feel like, like the rest of her career. Ooh. There's no way they got these actors just to do small parts. You know there is a grander scheme. There's nowhere. There's there's no way they negotiated a deal. With Sylvester Stallone to do like a f- five minute, if that, worth of work without the idea of him doing something else. What do you I think? just don't see it. What do you think, Jeff? You're Stallone kind of know it all. Thinking they'll have a uh, Rocky uh, Guardians crossover. <laughs> Rocky versus Rocket. Cre- Creed and the Guardians. <laughs> I mean, he was supporting actor in Creed. He was. So maybe he's just kind of stepping down the ranks. He's very uh, active on Twitter. No, I think they have future plans. Uh, no, I'm I don't know do. what you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah, they must. Well, I mean, um, I would assume they'd have. It's crazy to think how many of these uh, plus 50 actors that they have in Marvel and uh, comic book films in general. Like, uh, I mean, they have Jeff Goldblum in the upcoming Thor, Thor movie. movie yep. and he's going to be so good. He, and just <laughs> look at They've gotten Michael Douglas. Yep. Um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Tango and Cash back together again. <laughs> they had Kevin Costner in uh, Man of Steel. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's like they know that this is a fucking paycheck. Yeah, man. Yeah. They can bank hard on it's, this. It's funny because um, 
Sly Stallone would uh, talk shit about us. He did. Movies. Yeah, he thought uh, they, you know, he's just like, oh, I don't think it's a thing for me. You know? <laughs> it's like, dude, your your jawline. the law. <laughs> your jawline looks like it was drawn by no a fucking kidding. comic book artist. <laughs> but um, and then I mean, Mel Gibson had the most shit to talk about. That's uh, true. And then he, then he was in like early talks to develop the Suicide Squad. Sequel, yeah, which apparently I think fell through, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's some people that keep waiting for Marvel to massively screw up and drop the ball and they, they didn't. I mean, I I still keep playing it safe. They do. (laughs) I mean, if it's broke, don't fix it. No, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Thank you. If it's broke, fix it. I woke up at 4 (laughs) a.m. Uh, but yeah, it. It works for them. It's been working. They they have a formula, yes, but everyone's still sure eating it do. up. Everyone's still... I feel like we should let him speak. I feel like he has all this, like, bottled up aggression. Me. Yeah. Do you have a uh, pent-up rage? Um, no, I'm just, I'm just throwing out remarks. But, no, uh, I do agree that playing it safe is a smart move. There's no reason now to make a new Coke when they have a Coke that still sells just as well as always. Mm-hmm. I do like. Don't take the aspartame out. <laughs> I do. Um, I was. I was definitely hoping for more with this movie. Um, I felt that this movie left the same taste in my mouth that uh, Age of Ultron left in my mouth, as compared to. I the knew first. he was going to say that shit. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that shit, dude. I, I was sitting there the other day. I'm like, Jeff's going to say this is another Age of Ultron. It is. It was a movie with a climax that um, I felt didn't have the same emotional impact as the first one. I felt. This movie definitely seemed to me like a rehash of the first one in a lot of ways. But I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. It was a really fun, hilarious movie that had a lot of great parts, a lot of great acting, and a lot of great characters. But it didn't branch out in any way compared to the first one. It didn't go anywhere that the first one didn't go. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You say emotional impact. Yondu's death was... Emotional. That's true. This that was, was a very emotional movie. Well, that wasn't the that wasn't the climax of the film, though. But it wasn't. But it was. It wasn't. Well, it, that it shouldn't have been the climax of the film. There wasn't anything really <laughs> it was there. It was the unintentional to, climax of the film. It wasn't. There wasn't much there to discover. It was just taking these new, this same formulas and doing new things with them. New, the same characters too, you know, and just furthering their story. Um, Even that's the really same all methods, you can like, do. Yeah, that's that's the problem with uh, sequels or. Um, you know, trilogies and stuff. Well, I mean, they didn't you're just like get episodic content. Captain America, they completely reinvented him with the uh, second film. Like it was utterly different from the first movie. It was way better. They went in an entirely different direction. They went in some risky directions. They went into politics and all kinds of things. Do you think if that, that has to do with the fact that they got a different director? Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Because if we're comparing, um, guardians to Avengers, Avengers had the same two directors. Guardians had the same two directors. That's true. But then uh, Civil War. Um, Civil War oh, had you're the right. same director. Yeah. You just fucked my theory. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Not really, because Civil War had the same directors as Winter Soldier. That's what That's I'm saying. That's what he's saying. And to they many, went... it's just as, if not better, than Winter Soldier. And it doesn't have the same formulaic feel as Winter Soldier. Could that be from the increase of uh, superhero to villain ratios? Well, I mean, it... Yeah, I mean, I suppose, but it's still the same directors making 
a sequel that's different. His point, yeah, he, they didn't he they didn't play it safe. They didn't do the same formula they had with Winter Soldier. Whereas, you know, and even I can agree with you in the sense that Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron do in a sense have the same formula, especially when it comes to the final battle, because it's just them fighting a bunch of faceless, you know, cronies. Yep. For the most part. The same thing they do in uh, most uh, movies, like superhero movies. It's a trope at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't, I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying... Um, do you think a lot of it has to do with... Once again, I hate to use the Avengers example. <laughs> but a lot of people use, the, use it as an example for Avengers where the Avengers was new, fresh, exciting. We had all the heroes together. And then you had the Avengers Age of Ultron and... and the, the shine had kind of wore off at that point. Do you think it's kind of the same with Guardians where for you, like it was so different, the first one, that the newness, the shininess was kind of wore off and, you know, it wasn't the difference that you hoped it would be? To an extent, I think that's entirely possible. I think um, another big thing was uh, I felt that the uh, final battle at the end, uh, I, I just didn't, wow me like i mean visually it was really good but like it reminded me of um i don't know just uh like watching star lord and uh kurt russell fly around and bop on each other like in uh dawn of justice or something like it just it didn't it didn't seem as well put together as, yeah it got uh, old and less fast. symbolic than uh the first one but yes i do i do think that you uh do make a valid point with it um and also, too, the fact that we talked about it, how the first Guardians, nobody expected it to be what it was, as good as it was. Mm-hmm. And this one, you okay, you, you had the expectation. You do that, come in with expectations, that it, for ha- sure. That it has to be as good, if not better, than the original. Which I would, I should hope so, yeah. Yeah. I just went yeah. in wanting to forget my week. <laughs> I don't think anybody who made this movie is going to be disappointed with the outcome. Or, no. It's know. already banking like gangbusters. It made $140 million the, already, and the weekend's not over yet. Yeah, or the quality of it. I think it's, um, you know, it pleases everybody. Everyone's happy at the end of the day with I mean, what they got. They can always make a third one or fourth one. Did someone <laughs> say they were doing four movies? The, I heard the shuffle was supposed to happen uh, around the fourth one, if the fourth wow. one happens. okay, so wow. we're playing. franchise. Um, so do you think it still is visually stunning? Oh, the visuals were amazing. The, Ego's planet was Beautiful, and all the character models were amazing, and like the ships looked really cool. It was a visual feast from yeah. start to finish. And are you saying this that is... you didn't enjoy Howard the Duck's appearance? Howard the Duck was great. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that, yeah, like um, the stuff that I'm, uh, my criticisms for the film are mainly uh, nitpicking, like stuff that I'm finding fault with. Like, I'm I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all, or like even like, uh, you know. The ratio to good to bad, way more good than bad. I'm just uh, offering, uh, you know, I actually, criticism. Unbiased opinion. Yes. I actually was just looking for a way to segue into the Howard the Duck thing. <laughs> did you guys get as hyped as I did when Howard came on the screen? Always. I love Howard the Duck. <laughs> I was like, because I, I was talking about it uh, at work that day before I went to go see it, and I was like, oh, do you think Howard's going to make an appearance? <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't see why not. And I was like, Oh, I really hope he makes an appearance. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then he popped on the screen. And I was like, yay. Oh, <laughs> another thing. 
Another thing that really surprised me in that movie, they had uh, robot hookers. Oh my Yadu god, zipping yeah. up yeah. his fly. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was fantastic. There goes your family yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very that was probably the riskiest thing that they've done uh, sex-wise in a uh, any of them really. Yeah. Do you guys think that we'll have toddler Groot window clings? Oh, jeez. Yes. Yeah, that was practically an assured thing. It was like they marketed it in that movie. Yeah, Gosh. it was hard. That's going to be hard for this, for Guardians 3. They're not going to be able to have the the, the toddler Groot marketing. I am ready to see Groot get down hard. <laughs> like, well, we did see him get down pretty hard in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> see what oh, I did there? no. He means... <laughs> He means boogied. <laughs> um, Saturday night fevered. The uh, speaking of um, comparison, what did you think of the music in this one as opposed to the first one? I don't like Cat Stevens that much. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that either. <laughs> it's disgusting how I can pinpoint him now. <laughs> <laughs> the first soundtrack I enjoyed more. There was a lot of gems in this one, but other ones I was just you know. I felt that they were just kind of like, let's see which uh, top, you know, ten from this decade we could throw in the movie while we're at it. <laughs> I, uh, it wasn't the the. Now I know James Gunn is for the first one and for the second one he specifically wrote scenes. Well, specifically had songs in mind for certain scenes, which is really cool. Which is cool, and you could definitely tell that in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one not as much. Like, no, the I music agree. didn't stand out nearly as much. Maybe because once again I was used to it. I don't you know. Yeah, and, and the more first like one, it was so different. Then the, this one, it seems like a soundtrack more than uh, yeah, thematic. Yeah, I, I would say. That, I would say scenes. maybe that uh, this one didn't have as many well-known number one hits uh, in our generation of people. Because uh, there was there was some that played. I was just like, wait, I don't think I've ever even heard yeah. this song. It just yeah, like they didn't. I think it yeah, like it was just so different. For that kind of movie. Yeah, I think he mined the most first of one. his gold for the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the second one, it was like, once again, you know, the, the newness is kind of wear, worn off a little bit. You know, you, you just... possibly. You don't notice it as much because you're expecting it. Right. Yeah. I mainly <laughs> felt bad for poor Kurt Russell. I mean, all those millions of years, and he can't even connect with his son at the end. They did play catch, They though. did play catch they, they with play a magical catch. ball. <laughs> um... <laughs> His rebellious son. I don't think I don't think we have much more to talk about. I think we can. I feel like we'd probably remember a lot more the longer we go. So. Yeah, I think we can start. We've start all only seen it once, after all. Yeah, it's amazing how much we actually talked about just seeing once. Yeah, well, you're, um, yeah, you're surprised how much gets brought up when you're sitting around with everyone. It's pretty fresh. We've all seen it within uh, 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, um, and another 48 hours. <laughs> Seventy-two. I uh, I think we should go around and we can now rate the movie. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm going to give it. Um, I want to say nine, but I want to be for some reason I want to knock it down to an eight point five, and I don't even know why. <laughs> so I, I'm going to give it eight point five. David Hasselhoff's. <laughs> oh, yes, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Wanted to take that before somebody else did. Oh, <laughs> That's why it, he went first. That's why I went first. <laughs> I'll give it uh, probably yeah eight young Kurt Russells, <laughs> eight baby face Kurt Russells. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you can go ahead. Me? I'll I'll, I'll right. be in the hot seat of the last spot. 
give it a give it eight superhero movie tropes out of ten. Oh, <laughs> superhero movie tropes. So far, it's getting a solid rating. This week, I've done a lot of reflecting. <laughs> And I figured out that when we rate these movies that I don't do it on criticism alone, but how much I've actually, I enjoyed the movie. And I didn't know it until now because I give Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 9 out of 10 severely aged actors. (laughs) 9 out of 10 netted in old actors. (laughs) Surprised nobody went for like a, a nine out of ten adolescent groups. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Or nine out of ten Kurt Russell penises. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, what? There was a penis? What? Kurt Russell what? He talks about his penis. Oh yeah, there was that whole thing. I thought you like seen Dragged. his penis or something. I oh have. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they pulled like a Dr. Manhattan or something. I have I Goldie Hawn send me pictures every week. <laughs> God does she look haggard. Well, she's fucking 170. <laughs> Not to mention she gave all of her good looks to her daughter. Who's her daughter? Kate Hudson. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> all right, I guess it's just me then. She used to look really good back in the day. Kate Hudson Kurt, or Goldie Hawn? Goldie Hawn. Okay. Before yeah. Kurt Russell put that brain tumor in her head. Before she, <laughs> before she got thrown overboard by him. Before they, she was a bird on the wire. Ah, God damn it. Just keep going. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's edition of Kapowcast. Thank you for joining us for our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 review. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Kapowcast 2015. We also have a Twitter, Instagram, uh, a Tumblr. A Tumblr. That's, that's a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> uh, be sure to check out our show every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network. It's our preferred way to listen. And if you also want to help out a bunch of really, really groovy people, <laughs> it'd be nice to, to listen there. Also, though, um, if, you, if you don't or if you have other means of listening to podcasts, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, all of them. We are... Everywhere <laughs> we are in many leather bound books. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Mike. I'm Groot. <laughs> I am Taserface. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm just sad. <laughs> After this movie. We're such a group. Uh, We'll see you next time on your podcast. (laughs) 